Hi guys, this is Joseph. Welcome to the Jesus Cast with Joseph M. This is a Christian podcast dedicated at casting Jesus to the world through teaching the word of God for instilling biblical knowledge, increasing faith, and helping you discover your purpose in God. May you enjoy the sermon. Receive my humble greetings today in the name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This is yet another wonderful episode of the Jesus Cast podcast, and my name is Joseph. Yeah, uh, it's been a while. It's been a while. Um, like I said the last time, I'm trying out different ways to actually just try and connect my time with with the messages that I'm trying to preach weekly. And it's been kind of tricky for me to actually just come up with a schedule that actually schedule or schedule, whatever you call it, that actually works for me. Uh, so this is why it's been a, there's been a lot of inconsistencies. There's been a lot of messages that, you know, you really find them any, at any time. So I upload at any time. Like this one, I'm going to upload on a Sunday. Um, it wasn't supposed to be like that, but it is like that. Okay. And you see the distance between the, I mean, the time, time frame between the last message and the current one is so long okay and i'm trying to close that down okay i'm really really trying to close that down i'm really trying to find a way to say you know what um i'm gonna do messages weekly but then again something comes up and then it distracts me and then it derails me from my plan and all of that but in any case i'm grateful that i'm still able to do this because oh under normal circumstances i probably have not continued so I'm grateful that God has still kept me and he is still strengthening me. And beyond that, I'm so grateful that he still sees me worthy to be used by him. Okay, that's one thing that I will always, you know, be grateful for. That, you know, as much as I know who I am and where I'm going, I am grateful that God still uses me. Anyway, I'm going to get into today's message. It's not part of a series. Anyway, uh, I did say the last message in the last message that I was going to start a new series and it was supposed to have been started last week, by the way, but I've had this message for quite some time now. Okay. For a couple of weeks now, I've had this message. This has been something that I had been going through and I was complaining most of the time about it. And one evening as I'm reading through the Bible, I came across this passage in scripture and as I was reading it, it reminded me so much of you know, my youthful days. No, I'm still youth. I am still youth. Am I not? Okay, anyway, irrelevant. But it reminded me of how I was brought up and I felt like it was important that I share this message. Not from a perspective of how I was taught when I was growing up, okay? Not from that perspective, but from a perspective that God kind of like gave me a new view of that passage and I had never seen it like that before. So it kind of like blew my mind and in it blew in it blowing my mind it made me remember that there are people who might be going through the same thing through the same processes and they're trying to figure out god how do i get out of this situation well not really how do i get out of the situation god how do i stay at your feet how do i stay rooted in your weight how do i remain with you anyway we're reading from matthew chapter 25 matthew 25 matthew 25 okay uh, and it reads as follows. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps and went out to meet the bridegroom. Now five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. But the wise took oil and their vessels with their lamps. 
But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, Behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. Then all those virgins arose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, No, lest there should not be enough for us and you, but go rather to those who sell and buy for yourselves. And while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. Amen. Father in heaven, I thank you for this word. I thank you that Jehovah, you still find me worthy to use me, Lord, for your kingdom's purpose. And I pray that today's word, O oh Lord, and my disqualifiedness, O oh Lord, may it still be worthy, O oh Lord, to serve your people. In Jesus' name, Lord, I pray. Amen. Amen. Okay. So, this passage, as I was saying, is one of the scriptures that I grew up, like, I literally grew up on this message, okay? I grew up on this passage. The Ten Virgins, this was something that we, like, <laughs> the church that I grew up in, okay? My grandfather loved this passage, okay? Everyone loved this passage. It was the easiest, it was the quickest to find when you didn't know what to preach about on Sunday. And most importantly, okay, it was the most effective in terms of keeping us rooted in the faith, okay? Now, hear me out. I'm not going to be preaching about that part of it, okay? But I needed to get, it needs to be said, okay? This passage of scripture speaks about people who would be ready for the kingdom of God at all times and people who would never be ready, okay? And it's not talking about the kingdom of God in the sense that it's coming on earth. It's talking about the kingdom of God in the sense that one day God will take you. And when he does take you, will you be ready? Will you be ready to go to heaven? Or will you still be trying to figure out if you are good enough to get to heaven? Or will you still be trying to figure out if God has done enough for you to get to heaven? Or will you be trying to figure out if you have done enough in your life to get to heaven? This is the scary part of the gospel, by the way. Okay, The part where you need to know that one day <laughs> you are going to die. And when you do die, Will you get to heaven? That's the most important question. And that's why we live at the end of the day. In our flesh, we wake up every day. We need to prepare ourselves for this kingdom. And I wonder if most of us would ever be able to get there. I even wonder if I will be able to get there. Pfft, hell. Because you see, it's, it's a funny thing, man. Like I've, I've always said this. It's a, it's a funny thing that we think their actions or their ways in which we live and that will allow us to get to heaven. Whereas you get to heaven and God says to you, I know the standards that you created for yourselves are not the standards that I created for you. See, the problem is now we're so focused on the works and performance that we forget the actual activity, which is to find ourselves in Christ all the time. To be committed to the works of his ministry, to live for him. And when we live for him, we become like him. And when we become like him, we will be ready for heaven. Anyway, that's not what I'm talking about here. We'll have this conversation another day. Probably a year from now, we'll have this conversation. 
today's conversation really really intriguing okay so in this passage that we read okay god jesus christ was focusing on the kingdom of god okay so he was describing an example of how the last days will be like and in an interesting turn he says to them and no one knows the times and because we don't know the times we should always be ready okay anyway i'm out of here our focus on this message okay when it comes to the ten virgins is not about how you will make it to heaven and others will not make it to heaven no 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 As much as that's an interesting point of view, as much as that is an important point of view, because at the end of the day, people need to get to heaven, my man. And this is why Christ calls us to make disciples, because he wants as many people as possible to be saved. This is why we still have time. If you think that the world should have ended in 2000, I'm telling you. If the 24 years that we have lived are bonus years, it's because people are getting saved. Anyway, I don't believe in all of those. Okay, I'm, I'm, I'm not why. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> what do you call these people? Yeah, whatever you call them. You know, who come up with theories and ideas about uh, how long the world is supposed to be, blah, 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 when the world is going to end and all of that. I'm not that type of person. Okay, because I've, com I've convinced myself in this one thing that because God knows the end days, I have no business knowing that. In fact, there's a passage in Acts where, where the disciples ask Jesus when he will return and he says to them, no one knows the end except for the Father himself. And that's going to be part of this preaching. I'm going to get to it. Okay. But the point that I'm trying to make here is because we don't know the times, we shouldn't be trying to fight us to fight creating a time frame for ourselves but what we should be working on is god am i worthy of your kingdom am i worthy of your presence look at me preaching about this and i wasn't even there okay i'm, I'm, I'm not even there okay i'm going to a point that's very different do you notice that from that passage The five wise carried extra oil. And the other five did not take any for themselves. And when the time came, when it was time for them to go and say, now the bridegroom is here, the unwise or the foolish say to the wise, can you share some of the oil that you took, some of the surplus oil that you took? So by virtue of this i already know what am i saying i already know one thing that both had oil the difference is the others did not carry surplus oil whilst the others carried surplus oil so now these ones are saying our lights are going to go out they're not going out now but they're going to go out at some point so can you share with us what you have? I'd like to talk about sharing as well, but that's a discussion for another day, which will be very much interesting as well. By the way, 
you know what the, the response is from the, the wise virgins? The response is, if we give you ours, we will also run out. Hmm. That's kind of selfish, isn't it? Have you ever thought about that? That was kind of a bit selfish of them. To be so focused on the fact that they want to see the bridegroom but didn't really care if the others would make it to see the bridegroom. So the minute they focused on the fact that they would see the bridegroom, they lost all their humanity and their kindness towards helping others, all in the name of, if we run out as well, then we might not be able to see the bridegroom as well. So imagine this. It's you and your friend, okay? You're going to a place together in different cars. And your friend's car dies on the road. Or rather, no, it's not dying. It's almost out of petrol, okay? It's almost out of petrol. And the next filling station Say it's about 30 kilometers away. And his car can only drive for 10 kilometers. And you have fuel of about 50 kilometers. So basically, if you take out just enough fuel of about 20 kilometers and pour it in your friend's car, you will both get to the same destination at the same time. But you say, no friend, I'm going. If I pour my petrol in your car, I might also run out and I don't have the confidence that I can make it to where I'm going. Here's my starting point. If your concern in this life is to focus solely on your goals, and not consider that God has called you for other people, I'm gonna tell you, you've already failed at the life game. And I'm not saying you're not gonna make it to heaven. No, that's none of my business. It's between you and God. What I'm saying is, helping others is an important aspect of being a child of God, of being saved, of being born again. But it's not just about that, okay? And, and, and mind you, like I said, this is not that conversation today, okay? I'm just passing by, by the way, okay? By the time you get to the message, it'll only take three minutes, trust me. You're trying to make it so hard in life that you don't even care about anyone else in your life. People are falling off in their journey and you're making it big. You're going to the top. But none of the people that are falling off have you paid attention to. Greed has got you to a place where you just feel like if I can have it all, it doesn't matter who doesn't have. Anyway, this is not the message. Just came. Here's my message. The title of this message is called Don't Run Out.
Why is it called Don Vanna? Have you ever thought about maybe your commitment and faith in Christ could keep people from leaving Christianity? Or rather, have you ever thought about the fact that if you are committed to Christ, other people could be saved? See, I want to talk about faith, okay? But I want to talk about faith from a perspective of the five wise virgins and the five foolish. What's this got to do with them? You may ask. Okay, think about it in this way. The five wise had faith. But they feared that their faith would run out. And the unwise had faith, but their faith was at a level of running out. And you know what they did? The five wise, when the five unwise, foolish, said to them, can you keep us here with you? Can we remain with you? Do you know what they said? No, we will run out. We will run out. Some of you, you've had faith for so long. You've believed for so long. But in your belief, in your faith, you've left out other people out of the faith. Your brothers and sisters come to you needing prayers. But no, I don't have enough prayers for you because my prayers will run out. How? How are you measuring these things? What standard are you using? You realize that so many people are falling off Christianity. And not because of anything else other than the fact that they saw a Christian who lost faith. They saw a Christian who was afraid that they would run out of faith, who wanted to keep their faith to themselves. When people ask you how you got a job, you tell them a story about something else that has nothing to do with Christ. When you know very well that Christ was the firm foundation and he's the one who gave you your job. Christ helped you and now you're creating ideas about how God didn't come through for you and you had to go and ask for so and so and so and so. I know this doesn't make sense. I'm trying to make it to make sense, by the way. Here's what I'm saying. Sometimes we are responsible for the falling of other, of other believers. Sometimes in our journey of, in our walk with Christ, in our walk of faith, people see us and they know you. As someone who has faith. They said this person is a believer in Christ. This person has been standing. And one little thing happens in your life and you start losing that faith. And they see you losing your faith. And they go like, if Christianity is like this, then I don't want it. You lose someone in your life and you backslide. And they see you backsliding and they're like, if he can lose faith, then who are we? With a little oil, with oil that is only in our <laughs> in our lamps. Because that's all they had, the foolish. All they had was oil in their lamps. So they knew it was gonna run out because obviously the lamp has been burning. And the wise ones took extra oil. So they had more faith. They had more strength. 
they could keep going. But the problem was they had fear that they couldn't keep going enough for everyone else. And so everyone else falls off. But they keep going. Well, according to the passage, they made it. But guess what? The others didn't. In fact, <laughs> if you read this passage, if, if you continue reading through Matthew 25, yeah, through 26, I think, Jesus Christ makes a couple of more, a couple more examples. Okay, one of the examples he makes is about the sheep. He says, uh, one day the father will separate the sheep, you know, and he will tell the other sheep that I was hungry and you didn't feed me. I was cold and you didn't. By the way, you need to read it. But in essence, what he was saying to them is, there were so many people of mine that you should have taken care of and you didn't take care of them. There were so many people of mine who could have seen your faith and kept going as well, but you were never there for them. Let me bring this to my situation. Okay, a couple of months ago, a couple of weeks, I had an opportunity and I started being fearful when it came to that opportunity. Okay, developed a lot of fear. Okay, I had a lot of anxiety over the, pro over the process of the, what was happening. And I had friends of mine that I had told, you know what, this is going bad for me. I don't think I'm gonna make it. And at that moment, this is when the scripture would come. The scripture came to me and God said to me, Joseph, I have shown you so many things in your life that I'm there for you, that I'm there with you. So basically, all of the things that I put you through, I was giving you the oil that was extra. Hear me out. I was giving you extra oil so that on the day that you face a challenge, you have something to keep you going. But here's the important thing. That extra oil isn't just for you, Joseph. It's for everyone around you. Okay, what are you saying, God? That oil is for the purpose of keeping you going, but also keeping others in the faith. So what are you saying? If you recognize this oil, you should know it is enough to get you and everyone else into my kingdom. Let me say this again. The oil is sufficient for everyone, but you don't know that because you are fearful. And because you are fearful, you think that the last situation that I showed you that I'm good, I'm capable, will not get you to the next stage. But hear me out. What I've given you is sufficient for you to keep going. What I've given you, not only is it sufficient for you to keep going, it's sufficient for you to even help others. There's a woman in the Bible, Old Testament. Yeah, guys, and if you hear me quoting people without their verses, remember, you can read the Bible. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. This woman was a widow. So her husband passed away, but her husband had a lot of debts. And in him having a lot of debts, they were left with just enough oil in the house. And a prophet comes to them and says, what do you have? And this woman says, oil. She says, let me see your oil. She sees the oil. And the woman says, my oil is going to run out. Hmm. Oil is going to run out. Let me show you something. He says, go to your neighbors, go around, take out every, everything, every container that you can find so we can put this oil in. I'm thinking to myself, if I had one liter oil and you told me to go around taking more bottles from other people to put in the oil, you must be insane. 
But you see, <laughs> what God has given you, the resources that are in your hands, what you, 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 can do with it on your own, God can do way more. Hear me out. What you think your oil can do, what you think your oil can achieve, God can outdo you. This is why the Bible tells us his ways are higher than ours and his thoughts are higher than ours. Because what he can do with the little that you think cannot be used for more, he can use for more. And this is what God is, is really trying to tell us. The, the woman, by the way, she filled up all of the bottles. She sold enough until she had settled all of her husband's debts and they had sufficient to keep living with her child. But in her thinking, she was going to run out in her thinking. And this is the same thinking that these virgins have. And it's funny how they're called wise. Because if they were wise, they would know that when it comes to the kingdom of God, there's no running out for us. God has given us enough. He has given us sufficient to keep going, to keep running. And if we trust him and we depend on him and we rely completely on him, he will keep us going every season of our lives. So the faith that we have, he will use it for other people to succeed. He will use it for other people to keep believing. He will use it for other people to get saved. There are people today in your life who could be saved by your faith. And he's calling on you to say, come on now. Let your faith be put to, put to use. Huh? Whatever. Truth is, you will never know how valuable your faith is. And you not allowing yourself to use your faith for other people's prosperity or for other people's purpose will lead them to being in a worse state than what they came to you with. Because these 10 visions, they all had lamps. So their lamps were all on. But you realize that the five that had to go back ended up having to go to the world. Okay, that's not what the Bible says. But you realize that people will go look for help from the world. Because you who has faith, did not trust yourself enough to help them because you felt like your faith wasn't enough, that your faith was going to run out. You thought your resources that God has given you were going to run out. That's why you don't even help other people. You feel like, oh no, I've got this by myself. As long as I'm fed, I'm good. But you don't realize the little that you do for others can go a long way for them to stay in the faith. For a second, I want to speak to someone who doesn't have a history with God. Okay? Between you and I, I have a history with God. Trust me. I have a history with God. I've seen him show up so many times that when this message came to me, 
it was more of God rebuking me than him. Yeah, it was more like a correction to say, Joseph, you've known me for way long for you to be complaining about where you are now. For you to be complaining about what you're not seeing and what's not happening. And even the time. Oh, you're complaining about how long things should be happening or how when they should have happened, why they should have happened or how they should have happened. He says, you've, long, you've known me long enough to know that I can turn situations around. So I'm not talking to someone like me right now. I actually want to talk to someone who says, I don't have a lot of history with God. I've never seen him show up in my life like that. So I struggled and I came to this faith because of someone's faith. I came to this faith as I was with the same level of understanding of God's word as everyone else. And now I need more. And you might be going through a situation that seems like you don't have enough faith to hold on to. But you see, the thing is, everyone who started with Christ has a history because of a relationship that they allowed themselves to build with Christ. That that first moment when Christ showed up, he showed up to stay. And he started building history and he started building their faith and their confidence in him. So everyone now who walks in the confidence and the faith in Christ is because of a history that started a long time ago. And it started with one easy step. It started with one day. It started with a day where they thought, oh my God, you showed up today. I didn't think that you would, but you showed up. And I'm telling you today that God will show up for you. Stay at his feet. It may seem difficult. It may seem hard. It may seem like, God, I've never seen you heal before. So I need to see you heal today. And he will heal you today. It may seem like, God, I've stayed at your feet for so long, but I've never seen you give anyone that I know a job. He's going to give it to you. God, I've been at your feet. Waiting for you. And I'm running out of candle here. I'm running out of oil. I'm running out of strength. I don't know how long I can hold on. And I've tried going to other Christians and they didn't help me. Well, and that happens sometimes. But he's saying, where you are, stay. And I will help you. And I will show up. You might have lost things. You might be losing things. But I'm telling you, stay at my feet. Not Joseph's feet, by the way. God's feet. <laughs> He's saying, stay at his feet. Stand in the confidence that at this moment, even with the faith that you seem to not think that you should have or you have, he's going to show up. The Bible tells us that even with faith as small as a mustard seed, if you believe in him, you tell him, God, show up. I want to see you come through for me in this situation. I want to build a history for you. There's a, there's a song by Maverick. You and I have got history. We go way, way back. I don't know how to sing, so don't worry about it. That song should start being your song. Telling God every day, God, I have history with you. 
And because of that history, my faith has grown. That history is your oil. The oil that you carry, that is your extra oil that keeps you going every season of your life. And guess what? It never runs dry. Not when you're in Christ. You never run out when you're in Christ. You will always have more than enough. You will always have what God has given you. You will never run out. The, the Bible tells us about the situation in, in the promised land. Okay? Before the promised land, in the wilderness. The Bible tells us that all they had was manna. And you know what? The Bible says, and one day the manna ran out. But you know when the manna ran out? It didn't just run out. It ran out when they were ready to have their own crops. So the manna didn't run out. God replaced it with something else. In the end, Jesus Christ says, for you do not know the times. He says, you know neither the time nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. And I, and I, and I, and I want to stay here and conclude. What Jesus Christ is informing us here, he's informing you when it comes to this is, because you don't know the times, you don't know the day, nor the hour, why do you concern yourself about things that have nothing to do with you? Let me be the one who's worried about the time. Let me be the one who's worried about when I give you things. Don't stress yourself about them. Just trust that I will give them to you. And I think our problem here is we feel like just because we've been waiting for too long for things. You know that calendar that we have, our own calendar? God, when I'm 25, I need this. When I'm 28, I need this. When I'm 30, I need this. Scrap that calendar today. Because God is telling you that he knows the times. You just focus on what you want. Just tell him, I'm going to meet the bridegroom. And he's going to make you meet the bridegroom. With or without the oil, by the way. Do you know what your problem is? You feel like just because you're going to, just because you don't have enough and you're going to run out, then you're not going to make it to your dates. You feel like I'm, if I don't make it by the age of 30, then I'm not going to be successful or whatever. If I, don't have my, if I don't have my qualification today, if I don't have my business today, if it doesn't make me this much money by this age, then I'm not going to make it. But you see, the problem is you're doing it based on your own understanding of things, not based on God's understanding of things. See, the five foolish virgins should have stayed. But no, they left. And when they came back, it was too late for them. Well, the five selfish get to benefit. But think about it. Is it really a benefit? If the others are not there? Not so much, is it? Anyway, I'm talking about that. One of the most, okay, two of the most important lessons that I'm closing that God had taught me throughout the years is one. Don't worry about the how and don't worry about the when. Focus on the what. God, a job. How I get it, totally up to you. When I get it, totally in your hands. I'm not going to be worried about that. But I'm going to get a job. 
God, house, how, your business, when, your business, but I'm going to have them. And I get it. Sometimes we feel like, oh, I'm growing, growing old, I'm getting old. And I... Really? Some things will take longer to get to you than others. But I've also learned one very important lesson. That's my third lesson that I've learned, by the way. That the minute I allow God to do things at his pace, in his way, they do not tarry. They come much faster than I thought. Like they come flying towards me. Like literally they come flying towards me. And I ask myself, why did I not have this mindset in the beginning? You realize how when you want things, you get agitated and you get overwhelmed? And furious and frustrated at the same time. And you get to a place where you feel like, God, you need to do this. God, you need to do this. And he's like, change how you see things. And how we do things. And all of a sudden, you change your mind and he shows up. Why is it so hard for us to trust him in everything? Isn't that the very reason why we say we believe in Jesus as our Lord and Savior? Do we not believe in him because we know that he can do all things, he can give us all things because we've seen God show up in all of these years of our lives. But our fear of things not working out kept us from trusting him even in easy things. Anyway, if there's anything that you should have heard from this message, if there's anything that you should have gotten, it's this one thing, this one really, really important thing. Don't run out of faith. Regardless of how difficult your situation is, don't run out. Because somebody out there needs you to stay grounded in Christ. For them to stay in Christ. For them to come to Christ. They need you to stay grounded. They, still, they need you to stay rooted. And I know maybe you, you, you're not the type that wants other people to get saved. Doesn't matter. There's so much that's found in God when you are committed to the faith that he has given you, when you stay there. Hebrews 11 tells us that faith pleases God. So have faith and nothing else. Anyway, I'm done. So if you're listening to this message and it's your first time, whew, and you're not born again, I'd like to give you a chance to be born again. And not because of how Matthew 25 preaches this, which is very true and very relevant, but because I want you to build a relationship with Christ and get to have a history with him and to recognize that when you have history with him, there's so much more that happens in your life that is far more easier than you would have thought or even imagined. And then the heaven part will come. But what's the point of me teaching you fear from the beginning? If by the end of the day, you will just come here and be fearful and not even put your faith to the test and not even exercise your faith, and not even live out your faith. Because all you're doing is now hidden in a corner because you feel like, I just need enough to get me to heaven. Which is fine. But then you don't get to live life. But I want you to live life. I want you to be excited by life. 
in Christ. Get me? I really want you to be excited by life in Christ. I want you to wake up every day and feel like, you know what? I'm ready to take on the world. And whatever challenge I face, I've built enough faith to keep me going. And that's my prayer for you today. So I want us to say this prayer together if you're, if you're not born again, by the way. Uh, so I want to say this prayer together and then we're going to wrap this up. Lord Jesus, I come at your feet. I humble myself. I know you love me and you died on the cross so that I can have life in abundance. Today I recognize that I might be a sinner. I recognize that I might have not accepted you before. I recognize that there may be things that I know about you that the world has taught me that have nothing to do with you, so I'm going to unlearn them today. So as I lay at your feet this morning, this wonderful day, I want you to see my heart and know that I want to change, that I want to come to you running. So pull me close. Forgive me of all my sins. Wash me. Make me new. I believe in you, Jesus, as my Lord and Savior. I recognize that you died on the cross for me. Today, I declare that I am born again. I'm a new creation. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So yeah, thank you very much for... Receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I don't even know why I'm thanking you, but anyway. <laughs> uh, welcome to our faith. And if there's one thing that I'd like to tell you is wherever you are in your local area, find a church. Find a church that believes in Jesus Christ, that is madly in love with Jesus Christ. Don't just find any church. Find one that is madly in love with Jesus Christ, where they preach the gospel to its fullest. But I go on Saturday or Sunday, it's irrelevant. And study the word. Study the word. Uh, because that's how then you get to build your faith. That's how you get to know who God is and what he wants you to learn. There are parts of scripture that you will discover him, his personality. And then there are parts of scripture where you'll discover other people and how they applied who he is. Okay, so it's an incredible journey. And I really, really, really thank you for taking this opportunity. Employ you for taking this opportunity and believing in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Because it's going to be amazing for you once you start putting to practice and to test all that he has in place for you. Amen. So yeah. Uh, also, in passing, we have our Christian match from our website, Jesus Cast Co. So please do go to our website and check that out. Uh, it's www.jesuscastco.co.za. Yeah, yes, www.jesuscastco.co.za. And then also we have our social pages, uh, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, at Jesus Cast Co. And all of them. Okay, at Jesus Casco, please do like, subscribe, share with your friends and family members, including this message. Please do, and yeah, if you enjoyed this message, or, or by the way, uh, please do share it with your friends and family members, and then also do share our podcast with other people. It's really important. Okay, it's really important that others get to hear the word of God. And well, thank you very much for tuning in. I am so grateful to have been used by God for your sakes. I hope and believe that this message transformed you. Amen, amen. Father in heaven, I thank you and I honor you. And I trust you, Lord, that as we conclude today's service, 
you have been good to us you have been kind and that god this word will be instilled in, in in our hearts father and that we will know what you want us to know from it father and i know that god maybe i might have been all over the place maybe i might not have said the things that you wanted me to say but i trust Jehovah that whoever listens to this will hear what you want them to hear father in jesus name lord i pray and their lives will be transformed thank you lord amen and amen with Joseph M. We hope you had a great time with us and that you enjoyed the sermon. Our prayer is that the way fulfills you, that it increases your faith as well as your desire to serve God. We love you and God loves you. For more messages like this, please subscribe to the podcast and turn on your notifications. Thank you and goodbye.